Well, hello and welcome to Virtual Team Dynamics, the All Fire podcast. My name is Francis Norman. I'm the founder and principal consultant here at All Fire. At All Fire, we specialize in helping you get the most from your virtual teams through understanding how your team members communicate and interact. This is episode number 19, and today we're going to be talking about building a corporate culture in virtual teams and how doing so differs from building a corporate culture in a co-located team or business. So as with all of our podcasts, there's an accompanying blog article on the All Fire website, so please do check it out for additional information. And while you're there, feel free to subscribe to our regular newsletter, sign up to the podcasts and generally find out a bit more about how we may be able to help you with your business. So there'd be little argument in the business um, or really in the social space these days about the need for businesses to have a corporate culture. The culture defines in many cases what the business is and what it represents and in some cases the business may define the culture but often the culture will be defined for the business by the industry in which it works. Um, Most businesses will go to great pains to determine and to um, express what their culture is. They use this as a way to attract clients, they use it as a way to attract customers and to essentially establish their place in the broader society. So some businesses will make make big things about their business culture being one of a lot of demand and very high pressure, expecting that that will attract people who are drawn to that kind of a working environment. Similarly, other businesses will will sell themselves as being more relaxed, more nurturing, and they will then use whichever perspective they want their business to be seen as to try and attract customers who want that kind of service and want to be associated with a business of that nature, and similarly to attract employees who want to be part of a business that, that sells itself as being one side or the other or wherever along that particular path. Now, where this starts to become complex and where the the whole world of uh, establishing and maintaining a corporate culture becomes quite complex is when you get into the world of virtual teams. For most corporate cultures, the culture itself fits within the culture in which the business was founded. It fits very much with the culture of the founder and the founder sets the culture as they establish the business. They will often set the business up to reflect a particular lifestyle choice that they wish to make or a particular service sector that they want to feed into. When they start to expand into other countries, however, the culture that they have in their home culture may not necessarily convert and transfer well from one to another. So, for instance, um, a a business which works and which sees as part of its culture being uh, the way that their employees dress. So if they have a culture where the the employees are expected to dress very seriously in, in suits and ties for the men or in business suits for the women and where physical real estate in the office is 
something which determines the the role within the organisational structure of a given employee, if that business then grows into a culture which is much flatter, where it's much more casual, where people are expected not to demonstrate their role in society by how they dress, but by how they behave, or where people simply just don't have as much of an interest in that as there are in other cultures, some of the business culture will then find it very difficult to transfer from one to another. And it can also come across quite difficult in video conferences and in face-to-face meetings where people who are at different roles and different levels of seniority within an organisation meet. And it's hard to determine whether someone is more or less senior dependent on how they dress when those cultures from which they come demonstrate their roles through different means. So there's there's some real interesting, strange little nuances and challenges that are faced by a lot of businesses in this sort of a space. So firstly, we really do believe that the founders themselves need to determine what they want their culture to be. The founder has the responsibility to define and to model that culture initially when they set their business up. But if the founder is still involved as the business expands into a more of a global footprint, the founder themselves also needs to make sure that they are cognizant of the differences in different cultures as they spread their business around the world and to to make sure that the, that the culture stays relevant in each country in which they operate. And secondly, the founder or whoever it is that represents and and models the culture within the organisation, they need to work every day to make sure that they live their culture and that that culture is, is displayed correctly. You can often come across businesses where you have a do as I say rather than a do as I do. Uh, model and you reach this point of cognitive dissonance or a disconnect between what the senior management displays being their culture and how they actually enunciate it so you get businesses where they'll say ah oh, yes we have a we have a broad open door policy anyone can ask anyone a question at any point in time and yet when you visit their offices everyone is working in offices with the doors closed so even there they are physically demonstrating that that the spoken culture and the lived culture are quite different. So the, thirdly then, the, the businesses need to make sure that when they're hiring virtual personnel and when they're establishing and moving out into this global space, that they're hiring the right people, that they're engaging with the right business partners. They're not simply engaging with a business partner or hiring somebody because they happen to know someone else in another location. Those things are all well and good and they need to be part of the hiring consideration but it needs to be thought through in terms of what the impact will be on the culture. And some cases, it may well be a case that the business actually has different cultures dependent on its different locations. But again, that those different cultures need to be understood right through the business so that the employees and the personnel, the clients, the customers and the suppliers to these businesses understand that when they're dealing with one office, they will have a local culture which will fit that particular region or location and when they're dealing with another office that the culture will be subtly or in some cases radically different and that they need to then change the way in which they expect that business to function in their relationship to to suit what is going on and what they're seeing. 
So that really just touching on some of the things around culture, but as you can maybe pick up from this, corporate culture and the way that the business is seen as you move virtually around the world is a, can be a real big challenge for a lot of businesses. It can be a real challenge for a lot of employees and it can be a real challenge for the societies in which a lot of businesses operate. So it's something that needs to be very carefully considered when you're planning how your corporate culture is going to be deployed around the world and how your corporate culture will be impacted by the globalization and virtualization of your business. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please do check us out. We're at www.ulfire.com.au And while you're there, sign up for our podcast feed if you wish to stay informed in terms of how uh, how things are developing with the business. And if you do so, please also put a comment on the iTunes website to uh, to let us know what you think about these podcasts and whether we're hitting points that you're interested in. And of course, let us know if there's other things that you'd like us to discuss. So thank you very much for your time and I look forward to speaking to you in future episodes. 